Black people don't hope, we wish. We wish a motherfucker would be in our shit. Want to welcome y'all to the Green Route Podcast, episode number 22. I am GS. And I'm Marlissa. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. So, we have a few topics that we're going to hit today. Very important. Very interesting. It's been a lot that's been happening this week. So, shit. Let's get right to it. Yeah. So, let's start off with this police shooting. Um, mm-hmm. This one, I'm, I'm sure there have been several, but mm-hmm. the one we are talking about uh, happened down in San Antonio here in Texas, mm-hmm. and a young man was in his car with a friend of the same age, actually, and they were eating McDonald's, doing the American thing, mm-hmm. and a police officer um, who apparently was a rookie, that that's what the police force at least is using as their kind of first line of mm-hmm. excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see him on the, the body cam video, <clears throat> come up to the car, open the door. He immediately says, get out the car. The young man has a burger in his hand. Like you see the McDonald's wrapper. It looked like he was eating a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. So good choice. Um, the young man, I guess, gets scared, puts his car in reverse and starts to back up. Now he wasn't really moving from what I saw, but immediately the cop backs up and shoots into the car several mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God the young man did not die, but he is in the hospital. And so okay. I was going to say his uh, mother just recently reported that he's on life support okay. right now. So he's still alive, but cr- critical condition, critical and critical condition. condition. Um, and like I said, that the cop did shoot into that car several times. So when the police department was questioned about, you know, what the hell happened, um, their first line of defense, and of course they're doing their investigation, and I'm sure they got their attorneys and their unions mm-hmm. in the room. Um, but the first line of defense was, well, he wasn't, you know, a seasoned officer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still no talk of if there was a warrant, if there was a call made, mm-hmm. even why he approached that young man. But what I saw in that video is another example of cops making themselves look just about useless in this country exactly um where it is hard for them to make critical thinking decisions Mm -hmm. in moments where you know it's simply a conversation rather than you pulling out your gun but then it also juxtaposes against uvalde which i Mm -hmm. keep going back to Mm -hmm. Where here you are with these rifles across your chest and you do absolutely nothing for 77 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out like what needs to happen in this country because it's obvious there needs to be police reform. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure out how many more of these incidents are going to have to occur Mm -hmm. before leadership in this country says, all right, some shit's not working. We got to do something different. Um, It's still an epidemic. Uh, of police shootings is still that now we're not we're not 100% sure what's causing this to occur um, we're not 100% sure mm-hmm. because there's so many reasons as to why they give us some reasons and then also we have historical mm-hmm. reasons behind yes. this so specifically with this situation um, it's it's crazy uh, that Yes, that was one thing that was definitely said. He said that he recognized the car from days earlier mm-hmm. and uh, he thought that it was stolen. It was, it was something to where, he, again, it came out after the shooting happened that he thought he saw that car and it was involved in something or it may have been stolen or this or that. Um, 
Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. A- allegedly. Thanks, Jay Boog. I I hadn't heard that. So okay. I had I had heard that too. Um, and what it sounds like is more validation to shoot on site, uh, or or it, he's trying to do, or the police department is trying to do whatever they can to lessen this situation as much as possible. Mm-hmm. He has uh he has been charged. Yes. He's out on bond. Yes. Uh, the police officer is out on bond. Um. I don't know what else needs to happen to show that like police officers need training, like better training mm-hmm. or again, we're blaming training, but the other end of it is this. A lot of them <laughs> are trigger happy. A lot of them have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are racist. A lot of them already have ideas about the groups that they police, mm-hmm. black and brown individuals, non-white individuals. I'm not even sure what this cop was. I mean, we're going to discuss this later, but you can belong to a race and be anti that race as well. Yes. So yes. it's it's more of a we're not sure if it's more of a police versus non-police, mm-hmm. police versus young people. We're not 100 percent sure what this is. Yeah. No, that, that that's all good points. Um, Jay Boog, I, I hadn't heard that, um, but I, I think GS makes a really good point in that. Okay, even if you had seen that car before, like there were no other steps between, hey, I think that may be the same car Mm -hmm. and rolling up on this potential, you know, dangerous suspect that Mm -hmm. you thought you knew and shooting into it. The last thing I will say, and I know we're running out of time, is there was a young lady in the car and I just think about what if you would hit her? Like, I I get it. I don't get it. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Like. You said you knew this car, but nothing in you said, shit, there's another person on the other side of this young man. One of those bullets may hit her. There was just no concern for human life at all in this situation. None whatsoever. So, Hunter Biden, um, he has a potential gun charge. Mm-hmm. And what we were talking about before we even start recording, if you're on live, you heard it. <laughs> is all of this shit is going to start coming out now y'all because we're getting very close to the november elections and and we all know the political cycle so Mm -hmm. we're going to start seeing things leaked you know videos pop Mm -hmm. up and recordings from years ago all of a sudden that someone had been holding on to so you want to take this one jump in i'll say i'll say this so the charges potentially a gun charge um they have evidence to charge him uh with tax crimes my the number one thing that always comes to my mind when it comes to Hunter Biden and his troubles is this. I hope that Biden understands that anyone's son can have these issues. That's right. And every and, and just by having these issues does not mean you need to go to jail. That's right. Again, maybe Biden has turned a corner and he doesn't believe that we can't be rehabilitated and we need to be locked up and this and that. Because, again, this was his 90s crime bill. Mm-hmm. Biden. Yep. Uh, he had no mercy for young black and brown individuals right. in these communities who were caught by police or who were uh, who allegedly caught. Yeah. Committed these crimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he understands that even with this Delaware, very white, lily white upbringing, you can still become addicted to drugs. That's you can right. still have issues with guns. You can still evade taxes, all kind of bullshit. That's right. So my hope, my hope is that he 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 eventually takes the next step because he's already starting with 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 the weed mm-hmm. uh trying to uh uh exonerate and uh less less and all that he's already starting there but he has to understand that that's that's not enough yeah if if i were to if i were to challenge him i'd say every crime that your son is guilty of committing 
that's nonviolent, mm-hmm. you need to release every mm-hmm. black individual, black and brown individual, people who come from our communities. Okay. You need to have that same kind of leniency on them. Yep. The same leniency that you have towards your son in all of these different areas, have that towards everybody else. Absolutely. And and one thing, so I don't know if you guys heard it, but just last night, um, there was a recording that was leaked mm-hmm. um, of a voicemail that Biden had left for his son. Mm-hmm. And it was simply saying what any father or mother would say to their child that's out there that they can't really help is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love you. That's never going to change. I hope you know that. I know you don't know what to do. I mm-hmm. don't know what to do. It was it was a father speaking to his son. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself. How many sons have you taken from their mothers, from mm. their fathers, for the same shit that your son is literally doing right now? And you're saying that you can't get to him, but I love you. The anyway. same nonviolent the crimes. The same nonviolent crimes. And so you're right. There's There's been a lack of empathy. We keep reusing that word today. Empathy but is the word today. The, there's been a lack of empathy because... Oh, those aren't mine yeah. like they don't belong to me mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden like you know i can stuff my prisons with people who i don't really care about mm-hmm. no problem but when it's my son oh give him grace give mm-hmm. him grace come on so these latest charges um it's apparently they they believe that hunter biden lied on an application to um procure a gun and so there there could be some some charges for that because he is a, a you know convicted He's a felon. Felon. Mm-hmm. So he's not supposed to have a weapon. Um, so so that's kind of what's going on here. But even more than that, you know, like GS said, Biden just has to understand that karma is a bitch. And mm. the same things you put out there in the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. to trap us, mm-hmm. literally have your son by the balls right mm-hmm. now. Like have him by the balls. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this. The thing is with us as, as black people, just generally speaking, like we don't wish this harm on nobody we don't like let's be clear here the difference between us and the republican party is this we're not happy that his son is going through this shit. Mm-hmm. We're not happy that his son is dealing with addiction because, again, like I said, we have experienced family members who've dealt with these mm-hmm. same issues. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, the point has more to do with the fact that you had a stance and your stance uh, led to the imprisonment of so many people. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we're not going to be pieces of shit like Republicans and say, oh, look at him and look at what's going on not exactly yeah we're saying that you need to you need to take a deep look in the mirror on everything that's going on with your son and understand that this is not something that is just isolated Mm -hmm. to just your son that's right understand that this goes to many many families this affects many families and if it can happen to you it can happen to us republicans are being pieces of shit and they probably gonna use it against you um, and they're saying all kinds of things. There was actually a tweet that came out that had to do with um, them being critical of of Biden, that, that same conversation with mm-hmm. his son. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a step. I agree that that is a step too far. He is a father. You, yeah, and, you're saying and, I and can't this is not, love yeah, my son? Exactly. Yeah. And that still should happen no matter who you are that's and right. where you are. That's so. right. Yep. So we'll keep watching. I'm telling y'all, pay attention for the next few weeks. It's going to be a lot of shit being leaked coming out. It's, it's going to be interesting for the yeah. next few months, for sure. Weed legislation that <laughs> speaking of that Democrats are obviously using. Um, they're rolling this out right before election time mm-hmm. as well. So, um, I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is, in my opinion, one of the biggest nationwide steps i have seen to decriminalize mm-hmm. but also um deschedule mm-hmm. 
a substance that if at this point, if you're not using, I'm not really sure what you're doing with your life. Um, so if you're not smoking, are you crazy? Or you got an allergic, maybe you got an allergy. I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> Leave that liquor alone. Y'all gone. Um, but so so when I saw this rolled out, I thought, oh, this is fantastic. But it also made me feel like what Jay-Z said, like, you know, dudes that like, like kill their dude and then go to the funeral and hug on their mama. Mm. Like it kind of made me feel Damn. like that. Like all the things you did around drugs, around crime, mm-hmm. you know, way back when and now all of a sudden. Part of it is probably because your son mm-hmm. like has, has dealt with this, and so you've had to carry that. But I think another part of it is, shit, I really need the people who are using this. Mm-hmm. Like When you look at the, the demographics, right? Millennials, Gen Z, um, minorities, obviously. Um, single folks, we know that marriage is, is way down in America, and so mm-hmm. ping- single people are using marijuana at like record levels. Mm-hmm. And so all the folks that they need to really win these elections smoke weed <laughs> smoke weed uh some of them are locked up some of them have felonies so right. depending on what state they're in because they have weed felonies they can't vote mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's still a thing yep um it's called it's hr 3617 and it, it's called the marijuana opportunity reinvestment and expungement act again this is something that uh, so it's, it's kind of late mm-hmm. for it but at the same time we're not 100 percent mad at it because I guess delayed don't mean denied. Yeah. It's been a long time fucking coming. Uh, so that's the only thing I'm mad about is the fact that it's took, taken so long for it to actually become um, something that they're that they're putting forth as real legislation. Yeah. Um, the other part about it is this. To be honest with you, if I'm being honest, I don't think it's very genuine. I don't think it's very genuine. No. I think what it is, I think what it is, is this. The larger companies that have invested in prisons uh, the companies that actually benefited from weed being uh, illegal and used in that in that way to incri- to incriminate and to imprison uh, people from our community, they just don't have a need for it anymore. Or they it, got into the weed game. Or because that's they, what I would. Or done. they or they've divested themselves. Mm-hmm. That and that they that mm-hmm. makes more sense. Mm-hmm. They those same companies that actually benefited from it, mm-hmm. benefited from prison labor, that benefited from it. I would not be surprised if they. Either one or two. One, they finally benefit from mm-hmm. it, or two, <laughs> they they have they have these these bigger companies that invest have gotten so much slack for investing into these prisons mm-hmm. that you know what we don't necessarily have to have as many people locked up. Yeah. We don't. It, it it doesn't benefit us as much. Yeah. Uh, potentially. Yeah. I, I, yeah and, so and it could be a combination of the two. Mm. Um. For for me, if I and, it, and this is just good business. If you see, you know, that there is divestor divestiture in one industry Mm -hmm. like you're going to start looking for something else and so if i know all of a sudden like oh weed is becoming Mm -hmm. more socially acceptable in Mm -hmm. this country well then wait a minute the next step may be legalization so how do i turn what could be a loss into a profit by by moving those funds into that industry exactly and truth be told a lot of these weed uh companies they can't get bank loans because federally it's still right. a crime. It's right. still illegal. Yep. So the only way that they can do that and find it, because banks, in my opinion, banks are just rubbing their yeah. hands banks together. Banks won't even touch They bird man it. hand yep. rubbing and just waiting. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as this becomes legal, as soon as it does become mm-hmm. legal, that's when they're going to put all their money into it. 100%. And again, they had money to invest in prisons for years. Wells Fargo, all these banks. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking at the weed business like, we want to invest. We just need y'all to change the law so that we can legally do it. That's right. So it's not genuine, but I ain't going to lie. I'm glad it's happening. 
I'm gonna say two things to make y'all some money real quick. Mm-hmm. Cannabis and wartime weapons right now. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Yep. Start the investing. That, that's all I'm gonna say. Because the war machine is in full force. Mm-hmm. As we see with all these Ukraine packages mm-hmm. going over there, and somebody gotta make the weapons, and we know who makes the weapons. Mm-hmm. Right? Wink, wink. So we're gonna leave that there. Anything else on the weed legislation? That's 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 it. The one the one thing I will say is I hope there is some restitution for folks who have sat there and been locked up. Mm-hmm. I know there are um there's supposed to be things written into the bill that talk about, you know, opportunity, right, for people to get into the industry. But I really hope that there's some type of restitution if you've been in prison for a blunt mm-hmm. for five years, like the government should pay for that. Absolutely. They should pay you for lost wages, for lost whatever. They so, should, yeah. absolutely. LA City Council member uh, and their racist comments. Uh, oh, no, no, we were going to do Kanye's first. Yeah, let's let's do Kanye, Kanye and Candace Owens first. Back it up, back yeah. it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. We're going to discuss Kanye's anti-blackness, anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. uh, and Candace as well. She was there. Uh, she was there. She's yeah. a part of this. Um, go ahead, jump it off. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we don't have to tell y'all what happened. Um, mm-hmm. Fashion Week, Kanye and Candace Owens decide to walk up in there with White Lives Matter shirts on. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of those parties should surprise you. We know who they've been, what they've been for a very long time. But a lot of the conversation that I had been involved in is, you know, well, this is a black man saying this. So, you know, you don't agree. Why don't you agree with him? And the conversation was around infighting within the black community and anti-blackness mm-hmm. even in the black community so for me and and i'll start and and i'll let gs you know give his thoughts this is not new um i know a lot of people who deal with this identity crisis wherein they have to be something else they mm-hmm. just can't be black mm-hmm. oh i'm part indian i'm part this i'm mm-hmm. I'm black, bleedy black, black, Mm -hmm. like my skin may be red, my hair may curl a little bit, but Mm -hmm. my mama and daddy were born in Mississippi and I am the descendant of slaves in America, period. But it does not mean that white supremacy hasn't set it up so that a lot of us are just attempting to grasp some of that privilege. And so Mm -hmm. that sometimes comes with aligning yourself at however you can with the thoughts and the ideas and the rhetoric of white America and anti-blackness in hopes of getting closer to the fire. Right. So Kanye has been wanted white validation. That's not new to us. That is not new. Like he has been wanted validation. And so I think what happens with people like Kanye is they say, okay, how can I show that I am somehow in line with them in hopes of getting a handout or a hand up from the people who obviously have all the privilege? Candace is the exact same way. She panders to the folks who she thinks, mm-hmm. you know, will will let her in the room and give her a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that those are my thoughts. I'm interested to hear, though, your thoughts on his anti-blackness, the anti-Semitism, uh, and then like the Sarah Silverman thing. Oh, uh, OK. So just real quickly with Kanye again to the point that you were making he's already been seeking outside validation honestly i first noticed it when it when he was talking about creating his fashion brand and them not letting him in Mm -hmm. and sway having the conversation with them and you don't got the answer sway that was to me that was one of the first uh signs of him seeking validation because he has to understand this or at least he should understand this that black people historically have set the fashion trends or at least for the last 20 years yeah. and and this is the least yeah. at least mainstream black people have set the trends mm-hmm. for fashion mm-hmm. so it's like why are you trying to get that outside validation when we are 
the culture. We are we are becoming we are we're not becoming mainstream culture, but mainstream culture is making us mainstream. Right. So it's like, fam, why were you doing that? That was for sure strike number one in that sense. Um, all the antics, all the stuff that he's doing. Do I think he really believes this? Absolutely. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So the thing is. If you are there, Colt, not Colin Powell, tripping, uh, uh, Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas mm. didn't become Clarence Thomas overnight. Clarence Thomas, it took some time. Yes. It took him marrying, uh, white women, mm-hmm. uh, or a white woman. Kanye, uh, has, I mean, truth be told, uh, Kim is white adjacent. They, we, they she's white, Armenian. in my opinion. I mean, yeah. to, 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 to the black world, they are white. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's no disrespect to my Armenian Middle Eastern family, but we don't really see her as connected with y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all of that, we're aware of it. Um, so he, this is what he believes. This is what he's on specifically with the Sarah Silverman uh, issue. That's what a lot of people take had the problems with. So she said, "In I'm tweet what well, she tweeted. Kanye threatened Jews yesterday on Twitter and it's not even trending. Why do mostly only Jews speak up against Jewish hate? The silence is so loud. And black Twitter ran her through the mud. And we ran her through the mud because for some reason she didn't see us running Kanye through the mud days before. It it was literally it was it was literally us having to explain to her that hey, we have been doing this like we've been but but what does this show you don't have black friends that's it you're not paying you attention unless it people. unless it affects you you don't, you don't follow mm-hmm. any, and, and it was so many things that came out they were like well where were you when he was talking about the white lives matter mm-hmm. t-shirts mm-hmm. where was you when this situation happened what did you say when this situation happened yep. and it's like baby yo 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 you can't speak specifically towards a group and, and somebody called it out somebody was like She's actually upset because she got called out because she was on a Bill Maher special mm-hmm. when he was saying the N-word. That's right. She had blackface uh, yep. in another situation and people came for her. So she didn't necessarily call out black people mm-hmm. for being quote unquote silent, but it was very much so picked up that way. So with that being said, um, if we don't hear her uh, speak up against it, according to her logic, she must be for it. I've never heard her speak up against uh, dogs being killed so she must be okay with dogs mm-hmm. being killed mm-hmm. i've never seen her speak up uh concerning the infant mortality rate in the black community so i'm assuming that she's okay that yeah. her silence is deafening she don't care about the weeds in my yard because she's never she's said never anything about out. it she's never spoken you know I mean? against it so fuck you sarah like, <laughs> like, what? baby baby get you the, sound crazy get the fuck on <laughs> get the fuck on baby you just showed that you don't fuck with black people in a real way because again as someone else said, we've been we've been dragging him. We've been we've yeah. we've, we've we've been had this conversation. Yep. We, we we've we've had this conversation continuously. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you don't follow enough of us mm-hmm. to know that. And, I'm and sorry you don't have enough black friends to know that. I saw a tweet that said that like, oh, she didn't see it because she's been blocked by so many black people for number one, her just incompetence about what's going on in our mm. community, but also like the blackface thing. Mm. And so it was like, yeah, of course you didn't see it because everyone has blocked your ass mm. at this point. So Sorry. Sarah, go sit down somewhere. Like, go sit down, baby. Sit down. Sit down. All right. So LA city council member, uh, Nuri Martinez, um, caught on audio recording, mm. making racist comments about black people in the city that, uh, she counsels for. So, 
the reason I, I really wanted GS and I to talk about this is because both of us have seen this. Um, mm-hmm. If you did not know, GS is um, biracial. Um, My father is from Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I grew up in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so, especially in the 90s and early 2000s, if you are from LA, you will remember that there was just a huge black and brown war going on in mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always been this underlying kind of confrontation between the two groups. Mm-hmm. And on the surface level, it just looks like two groups who don't like each other. But you have to think deeper than that. You have to understand the role honestly that white supremacy plays in this and mm-hmm. how that feeds anti-black rhetoric mm-hmm. so if you have not heard the recording um what did she say i won't even paraphrase but pretty much what she did there's two different recordings she was talking about a colleague a peer um who she didn't like because he's with the blacks mm-hmm. and then the latest recording i believe it was from about a year ago she was calling a white colleague's black adopted son a little monkey mm-hmm. and talking about how he needed a beat down and she wanted to take him around the corner and I guess give him that beat down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So because he was misbehaving in her in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of conversation and discourse started around this contention between these two groups. And, and mm-hmm. my explanation to a lot of people was, well, that's what happens when white supremacy holds all the power mm-hmm. and to get close to that you have to somehow align and mm. we know that white supremacy spews anti-black rhetoric left and right so you see a lot of other minority groups who pick up on this rhetoric it, it, it anti-blackness is not exclusive to white america y'all Mm-mm. if you have ever been around other minority groups you know who the most hated people in this country are mm-hmm. and other minority groups just happen to pick up on that because it aligns them a little closer with those who hold all the power mm-hmm. and so to be honest there's really no true issue between our communities it's just the fact that well to get some social status on the social ladder somebody has to be underneath me mm-hmm. and what i have heard that Black people should be underneath me. So mm. why not use them as a step stool to get closer to kind of the goal of of that privilege? I'll leave it at that. I probably got a whole lot more to say, but I am interested in your thoughts. Um, I have a lot to say, so I'm going to try to condense it to something a little. I'm going to try to condense it. But I'll first of all, first and foremost, uh, first and foremost, I'll say this. Um, we're speaking from our experiences. Are we absolutely saying that all Mexicans are racist or this or that, all Spanish people, all this or that? No. Mm-hmm. We're going to speak from our experiences. Or I'm going to speak from my experiences. So that being said, I grew up, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm biracial. My father, first generation. Uh, actually, actually, yeah, he's first generation. He came here probably when he was maybe 15. He was mm-hmm. a teenager. He came across the Rio Grande, was not legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been a lot of my understanding of that background specifically. So let me say this, I'm still connected with that side of the family. So there have been two sides that I've experienced and I'm going to try to make it make a full circle. Two sides to my experiences. I grew up raised by my black mother. Mm -hmm. Um, I would go to my father's every every now and then maybe once a month okay i would go to that side of the family um and they welcomed me they loved me they embraced me i never felt any of that 
uh, from any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, never felt any anti-blackness for them. Even though I was the darkest person on that side of the family. Mm-hmm. It's funny because on my black side, I was the lightest mm-hmm. person yeah. on that side. Uh, I had the curliest hair on my black side, but I had the most coarse hair on, your, on yeah. my Spanish side. So, with that being said, I have listened, I have experienced, I have seen a lot. Mm-hmm. So, let me first and foremost start by saying this, that um, colorism uh, to the point that you were making about uh, how we, how a lot of Spanish people have accepted that white supremacist ideology. Colorism is a real thing within the Spanish community as well. Mm-hmm. They look at, they have looked at, or even currently, they look at whiter as better, mm-hmm. just as a lot of black people a have. Lot, yes. yep. They looked at color eyes as more beautiful, just like we have. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those similarities uh, are on both sides. Yep. With that being said, the uh, the thing about specifically with this, um, when we talk about what's going on with L.A. City Council, we're not talking about regular Mexicans. We're not talking about Tejanos. We're not talking about Chicanos. We're mm-hmm. not talking about people who just live in your community. Mm-hmm. We're talking about somebody who had power. That's right. And they are in a position of power to make changes uh, within these communities. And it's shown that they have certain ideas and beliefs um, about people of color, about mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not even, let me say this, not even just black people, because it was anti-indigenous rhetoric That's as right. well. Yes. So uh, with that being said, I think the bigger lesson that we have to kind of take away from this is this, that it is still present amongst all of us, even amongst those communities, even, even, in, even in Spanish communities. Uh, there is self-hatred as well as anti-blackness mm-hmm. within those communities. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the self-hatred side, I was telling Mel um, that I follow a few pages, a few Instagram profiles uh, that are, that are uh, Hispanic, Spanish-based. Uh, and every time when we talk about... Uh, every time when we talk about immigrants and migrants and all that, I told her that in the majority of those comments... They are very anti-immigrant. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, of course, there is anti-black sentiment amongst black people. Absolutely. But it's on their side as well. Okay. They deal with anti-Spanish yes. sentiment yes. as well. So, it makes sense for them to hate us because a lot of them hate themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of them hate their own people. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't want their people to come over here legally or they see like the difference oh i'm mexican and they're venezuelan Mm -hmm. so therefore i can look down on him or i've been here for generations but they have but they just now coming over here in la you hear a lot of that my family came over the right way they didn't do it and it what they here now (laughs) they are here now so to sum it up my point i know i gave this long this long uh uh spat about that but anti-indigenous anti-blackness is still prevalent for sure, yeah. in the Spanish community. Yeah. It's still there. It's and, there. And it's something that you'd be told they need to deal with. Just like, just like we're responsible for our own. There you go. We're responsible for there Kanye yes. to a certain extent. Yep. We pushed him to that to that level. And as a result, we're now calling his ass out mm-hmm. and saying he's a piece of shit mm-hmm. for his comments, uh, his anti-black comments. That's right. We, I would say we need for them to step up 
unless you believe what she's saying. We need y'all to step up right. on that end. I'm right. calling the other half of my side out. Mm-hmm. We need y'all to step up and call her out and make sure that she no longer has the position that she has. That's right. And that's the point that I'm shooting back over the mail. That was a point that you were making about um, about how people were arguing with you about um, uh, the anti-black, anti-Spanish sentiment that they've heard from black people. Uh, in these in these specific environments, right? But there is a difference. Yes, this is systemic. This woman has the power to give resources to certain communities, to hire, to fire, to mm-hmm. promote within her own camp. So, so yeah, when you see someone in a position of power, like we talk about it all the time on this show, how these people who are part of these far right groups, they have regular jobs Mm. and they have to make decisions for their employees, some of whom are probably black and brown and Mm. indigenous or women or whatever. And Mm. so when you watch someone in power come out with this type of stuff, it's scary. And, And you keep saying it over and over. And I love that you say it because she looks like a friendly she looks because I look at her like, oh, that's our cousin. Like we're going to be good. And mm-hmm. then you you get the And it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking to say like, damn, like I thought you were for real or friendly. I mm-hmm. thought we were genuinely cousins. I thought and only to find out. So and the last thing I will point out. OK, sorry. But the last thing I will point out is there are a bunch of young millennial and Gen Z creators who are at, of of Latin descent mm-hmm. who are absolutely calling her out. And the last thing I will say is that in LA, I was so proud to see both sides Mm -hmm. show up at the city hall, show up to that woman's house and demand that she be removed from the council. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just black people out there. And I think that's the show of force that we really have to have that like, if some shit goes down in the black community that's anti-Latino, anti-Hispanic, mm-hmm. we need to call that shit out. Mm-hmm. If some shit goes out, going on on the other side where it's anti-black, it needs to be called out so that literally she's not, people like her aren't even comfortable sitting across the table from anybody exactly. because they're going to be afraid of being called out because you don't know who you're talking to. Like, had, had GS or I been in that room, mm-hmm. that conversation wouldn't have been longer than one or two minutes. Like, I promise you that. And if we can plant more of those people in positions of power to sit next to them and expose those type of people, Mm -hmm. I I think we will honestly be able to do what we've always needed to do. And that's just dismantle this system that makes us fight over resources that even if we get there, they're never really going to give us anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not ever going to really share what they have. So so all that reaching to get to the top and stepping on somebody else because you think it's going to get you closer to whiteness and their privilege is fucking stupid as hell. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Like I, I don't like I went to two PWIs. You mm-hmm. went to PWIs. Yep. And we were still niggas on that campus. Still. So, still. Nuri, go on. I know she she resigned as the president, but she is going to have to resign completely from the council and not only her. The other people that were in that room chuckling and laughing mm-hmm. and not calling her out on her shit, they also need to be removed from the council. I, I, it's my last two points on it. My last last two points on it. One, um, it goes to show that as far as black people go, as far as our people go, like people need to understand when we do talk about racism and systemic racism, we're not just talking about white people this is how ingrained it is that Mm -hmm. it's not only just spread to white people in these positions of power but it's spread to spanish people Mm -hmm. in these positions of power asian people in these positions of power so they so it's not even just that they a lot of times they try to put the cloak of oh look at this 
rainbow coalition of people on this council therefore mm-hmm. there cannot be any racism yes there definitely can Absolutely. be in the least you can have everybody on the council and there still be anti-blackness that's right still be because clarence thomas might be on the council exactly so so there's that point uh the other point has to do with we don't talk enough about what's going on with indigenous people mm-hmm. like indigenous people right now are still dealing with bullshit yeah. even in brazil even in america yeah uh so much going on and it's like what needs to happen <laughs> is uh for people just to start checking themselves or at least checking their people mm-hmm. and and truth be told whoever recorded this keep doing that we need more of those people within these places of power i don't know how to make it happen but these people need to be in these spaces to expose mm-hmm. these people because these people are coming in under the guise of color that's right i am of color mm-hmm. therefore i can be trusted no, you actually, you actually, we, well, we later find out that yeah. you can't be trusted. And leak it immediately because this woman sat on the council for a year. Oh, this happened a year ago? Yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't recent. They sat on this footage for a year. So yeah, leak, leak it immediately. I get it. We all got to play the political, well, I don't have to play the political game, but if you're in that position, you have to play the political game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep this bullet for around election time. But no, no, no. That means that she had a year plus to impact the lives of the people that we find out she didn't like. The same way that we have to, when we find out a police is on some racist shit, we have to go back and look at this case. We need to go back and see what has she okayed for yep. the city of LA? Yep. What has she denied, mm-hmm. actually? Mm-hmm. What has she denied? That, what has she yes. stopped? Yep. What progress has she defunded? That's right. In LA. That's right. So. so. Yeah, y'all. Well, that's uh, that's the show. Like I said, it's a lot of stuff that we are going to start seeing come out. Um, mm-hmm. This is probably one of the most interesting, entertaining times in politics because this is when everyone starts leaking the hidden footage or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so, Shout out Herschel Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> and his son, Christian. And his son. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you guys just, just pay attention. We are definitely in for a ride for uh, the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, I'll uh, I'll say that absolutely, Keelan. We do need our own government and our own people who are in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need our own. We again, we call for it all the time, but we do need our own situation to sustain ourselves. They will continue to have a city, city L.A. City Council. Mm-hmm. They will continue to have a Dallas City Council, but we need to put something in place to where we can make we can govern ourselves right. to a certain extent we might not have the tax power but we, we need that because truth be told it's 2022 and these people are still here yeah. let me check in how are you doing i am fantastic no complaints I, no, no yeah. complaints it's been I'm a good, good week yeah all right well i i i'm i'm pretty good mm-hmm. i'm pretty good i am uh transitioning my space into a more of a studio mm-hmm. space uh more details on that soon mm-hmm. we're rebranding the business we're creating something new uh and i'm very excited about it yeah. uh but yeah outside of that everything is everything was good i love to see bank it. account good everything Come business on, invoice is good is clear. invoice is paid <laughs> i like that <laughs> that's be good i love it all right we'll close us out give us the benediction all right y'all so the word of the day the word of the day is is empathy is empathy i Empathy and understanding. Mm. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. Empathy and understanding. Because you definitely don't necessarily have to have empathy. Sometimes you just have to have understanding. Yes. I don't. We don't have empathy for people who, who've harmed us. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, we don't. But we do understand what they've gone, what they're going through. Yes, we do understand it. And as a result, we're not going to we're we're, we're going to. That's the only time when we're going to rise above. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with this understanding, we need to move accordingly and see those folks who are in power, who don't have empathy and continue to call them out. So empathy and understanding, we will continue to understand. But do we have empathy for these folks in these situations? Absolutely not. Hell no. No. I got it. All right. All right. Cool. Well, thank you guys for joining. Thanks for everybody who hopped on live. Um, We'll share the video. Y'all share it with somebody so they can be updated on this week's headlines. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Sunshine, sunshine, tell me where you are Cause I need